tweet at todaysor. And I'm joined now by the Catholic Primate of All-Ireland, Archbishop Eamon Martin. Good morning to you. Good morning, Sean. Uh, Thanks thank, very much for having me on. Thank f- you for joining us. Uh, I don't know if you he- heard our last discussion uh, about hairdressing, but I'm wondering, is there similar pressure coming from uh, members of your and other churches uh, for churches to reopen earlier than the 20th of July, which I think is part of the, the national plan here in this jurisdiction? I think at the moment we're uh, reading carefully the roadmap that came out at the weekend and also up here in Armagh and in Northern Ireland we're awaiting the publication of a similar roadmap for this part of the island. And I think that the churches, we issued a statement just the other day, all of the Christian churches on this island to say that, listen, we don't think it's appropriate at this time for us to be gathering as congregations in our churches. We want to respect and, you know, fully abide by the restrictions and the best possible health advice. Of course, uh, we are, like many other organizations and indeed like many businesses and other places, we're looking to see, you know, might it be possible for us to have small gatherings? I'm very conscious. An awful lot of people, for example, have put off their wedding. They've put off their baptism. Um, and then, of course, we're, we're, we're meeting every day. The, ama- the, the, the terrible grief that families are going through with regard to funerals and being able to honor their loved ones who have died and be present there. So these are really important issues that I think are dear to a lot of people on the island. And we certainly in the churches, we, want, we don't want to be lobbying to sort of you know, get in there earlier or anything. We want to take well, why the should, Why shouldn't you be lobbying? I mean, why shouldn't there be pushback as there is from business, be it construction? Uh, I mean, you, you do represent people who care deeply about some of these matters. Yeah, I think what I'm talking about now, Sean, I mean, there are some people who maybe unrealistically think that things can go back to normal quickly. Uh, at the moment, for example, just following the roadmap and awaiting the one in Northern Ireland, we're consulting with our priests, with our pastoral workers to say, how might we safely gather people It's very important, not just for the churches, but for all of us to say, listen, how might we safely gather people back in such a way that, yes, they're able to to practice their faith, to to attend, because we really miss our congregations. We've been very blessed to have access to to all the online facilities and tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people are accessing prayer online, but it's not the same, Sean, and we would like to get our congregations back, but we want to do it safely, and I think the words that are going to characterize this for us are going to be slow, uh, gradual, evolutionary, and please God in time we'll be able to gather. I mean, take First Communions, uh, Confirmations, for example. You know, it's, it's, those are really special days in the lives of our young people, their families, their parishes, their communities. They simply can't happen at this time. We know that there are things that we do, like blessing of grave ceremonies, for example, that are very uh, common around this time of the year. We simply won't be able to do them safely. So we acknowledge that, but we will continue to work for... I think you could have a small baptism, maybe with parents and godparents and priests. Yeah, um, I was going to ask you about, um, for instance, I think there are variations from some dioceses to others. I think there were two uh, on the border, north of the border, the, the, Archbi- or the um, Diocese of Clogher, was it, and, and down in Connor, where yeah. there were no funeral masses. Now, I think that position may have changed in, yeah. in, in Clogher, but I mean, the idea of taking a, a, a body straight to a graveyard without any mass, even for 10 people, uh, seems it, it, is, it, is it necessary to be as, as harsh as that? Yeah, yeah. well, um, at the moment, north of the border, 
the, and south of the border, the restrictions are different by government. For example, the Archdiocese of Armagh straddles the border. So we have some parishes where the churches remain open. In the north, you are permitted to have a small funeral service for up to 10 people of immediate family. And we're doing that. Um, I think that each diocese, each parish actually, is evaluating its own situation. Can they do things safely? Do they have the priest? Do they have the personnel to open up to be able to safely clean the churches? And I think a wee bit like, you know, other businesses, you take, for example, restaurants, the facility to open up is one thing, but then the particular manager, the owner needs to evaluate, can I do this safely uh, for the people who are going to use this facility? And that's what we're encouraging parishes and parish pastoral councils, the lay people of the parishes, to take an interest, to work closely with the priest yeah. to ensure that we can do it. What about the idea of outdoor masses? Yeah, uh, um, not at the moment. I mean, for example, you're only allowed to do essential journeys. But I would like to think that even in advance of the 20th of July, we'll be able to think creatively like others and say that, yeah, we, we actually can do some things outdoors as long as we can ensure that not just the, the mass itself is safe, but also getting their access. You know, you know, if we weigh up all of those things and do it properly, I see no reason why we can't come up with some creative solutions yeah. for small gatherings. Small and gatherings. speaking of creative solutions, I, I read in yesterday's Irish Daily Mail that um, in St. Mark's Church in Talla, two priests there have started hearing confessions in, in church car parks during the yeah. lockdown. Now, how, how typical is that? Is that happening in, in, in a widespread way? Well, I'll give you an example, Sean. Just last week, I was walking around the cathedral here myself. There are a lot of people still go out for walks and they they like to come up near the church to say a prayer. They would love to go in, but they cannot in Northern Ireland. But uh, to, to, to youngish people, uh, one girl, she says to me, are confessions banned, Father? And I says, no, do you want to go to confession? She said, yes. We moved over to a quiet corner. We were a good maybe three metres distant, and she, we had our confession. I think that those things are possible. It's not the sacraments can go on, but we need to do so safely. Yeah, but I mean, is that something that you would maybe make available in a regular basis for an hour, or two, an hour or two on a Saturday? Just, you know, people could maybe do drive-by confessions with you or something, or, or some of your fellow priests? In time, Sean. But at the moment, people are not asked to go out unless it's essential. You know, people at the moment are asked to stay in. And as that begins to relax and people are freer to move, then, of course... It might be possible to do things like this, always being conscious that we're not there to gather a crowd. Yeah. Um, speaking of gathering crowds, um, would you be concerned that people would fall out of the practice of attending Mass? Uh, now, we know the, 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 the attendance figures are going generally in one direction, but do you think that might be accelerated by the fact that people have, will have got out of the, the, the practice or the habit of attending Mass on a weekly basis? Perhaps. Perhaps the opposite also. I think this time is actually making a lot of us conscious and ask questions. A lot of people are finding that this sort of, uh, what some people are calling imposed monasticism, where we're all maybe a little bit more secluded, a little bit more interior in our thinking, that it's actually bringing people closer to God. And certainly the statistics we're getting from our internet service providers of the, you know, the very large numbers who are tuning in online shows me that there's a deep spiritual hunger still in this country and I would think that maybe not immediately because again of restrictions but as the numbers build up I think people are finding God speaking to them in the midst of this crisis about look what do I value what are, what's important for me you know how, how will I live my life after this is all over I know that Taoiseach uses this phrase the new normal 
what's what's my new normal going to be and my faith is important to me and i am actually convinced there are a lot of people who are tuning in to to god if you want to use that expression yeah this who perhaps didn't do do so uh, in, in, in their normal life. You would have a fair number, I would imagine, of your priests, Archbishop Martin, who are, um, by virtue of their age, they're, they're forced to be, and we'll talk about this in a minute or two with Charlie Bird yeah. and others, to, to be cocooning. How are yeah. they getting on in your uh, observation or experience? Struggling, Sean. They're struggling. Like all, all, all people who are cocooning. Uh, particularly for a priest whose whole raison d'etre, whose whole calling is about being with people, about going out to be with the sick, to be with the dying, to minister to the bereaved. This, this is in our calling, it's in our blood, it's in our instinct. And priests who are cocooning are struggling. They really are. We're, we're supporting them as best we can. And it, it's beautiful, actually, to see them. Some priests, uh, a particular priest in my mind at the moment, he's in his 80s. Every day he's broadcasting Mass from his living room. And, and it's amazing to see him do that. And he's, it's because his, his whole being is wanting to reach out. And I think a lot of people who are cocooning, we need to remember it's difficult for them. It was beautiful yesterday morning. There was an interview in Morning Ireland. I heard it. And there was an elderly couple being interviewed. And they said, listen, my access to my church over the webcam has been my lifeline. And I think that I really was touched to hear them say that. OK, well, look, thank you very much indeed for talking to us. That's uh, Archbishop Eamon Martin uh, on the line there from uh, Archbishop's House in Armagh. We'll talk more about cocooning after this break. <laughs> 